0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your I live in discomfort. It's the only way that I can grow host Clay Bonin. I am joined by my I don't think I'm all right. It's like 5 a.m. co-host Tanner Mavis. And we are back on the motherfucking podcast. Episode number 40. Yeserski. Look at us, man. That was really clever. Look at us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to remind everybody to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Soul Serum. Subscribe to us on YouTube, the main page, the TV page. New video out now. A new video coming out at the end of this week. And speaking of new videos, I want to introduce our guest on the show today um everybody get your sunscreen out because there is a lot of fair skin on the podcast today we are oh doing boy. our second zoom interview um our guest does not do cocaine but he is a redheaded emo pop rapper and funny enough he's our second guest from uh new jersey on the show you can go stream his new song frostbitten anywhere but in my opinion, you should go watch the video on YouTube. Uh, today on the show, we have Ethan Ross. Ethan, welcome to the Soul Serum Podcast.
1: Hello, such a warm welcome.
0: Yeah, thank you. I, I wish we could it. do this in person. It's, it, it, you know, it feels like you're here, but unfortunately you're not, though. But you're, are you just in your bedroom right now?
1: I am sitting on my bed in my bedroom.
0: <laughs> very wholesome. Keeping very
1: it real, huh?
0: I said it's very wholesome.
1: Yeah, you know, keeping it real, <laughs> keeping it cool, calm, collected.
0: <laughs> uh, before we get into uh, the meat and potatoes of this interview, let's let's start from the beginning. Um, tell us meat, about how. T- <laughs> tell us about growing up in New Jersey.
1: I grew up in the suburbs of Livingston, New Jersey. It is, well, one of the more interesting things about it is that it's like 30 to 40 minutes outside of New York. So (laughs) I grew up having that like right there all the Mm -hmm. time. New York is really cool. Really vibing.
0: Is that like a, is that a super common thing when you're like growing up? Like, like, do you take like field trips to New York all the time? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Family over there too, so I spent a lot of time over there.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, when, when in your, in your uh, time growing up in New Jersey, when did the music start coming in? Like, when, when did you first get that itch and, and start creating music?
1: I started writing poetry in elementary school, and some of it sounded like rapping. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I was just writing words and that I could rhyme when I wanted to. Um, I was really into metal specifically, like really hard, heavy music at a very young age. Can, I, can you As give them, me some
0: examples of some bands that you were into? As
1: I Lay Dying. Okay. All right. I see where we're at. Terror. Do you know Terror? Mm-mm. No. On Earth? <laughs> no, I've I've only heard of As I Lay Dying. Trivium is a more known one. Trivium. You are okay.
0: I kind of thought you were, I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to go into like some kind of like metal core, like post hardcore stuff, but this is like real, real metal that you're into.
1: Because there was a compilation CD that came out when I was like eight years old called sounds of the underground.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: And I saw the TV commercial I somehow managed to either purchase it or download it or something. And for a while, that album was like all I listened to because for some reason, the music on that album and a lot of the bands were not from the U.S. Like a lot of the bands were from like Europe or some other place. And then for some reason, it really resonated with me. And at the same time, I was getting into hip hop like Kanye West and 50 Cent. Eminem, and you know my sister was also really into Lupe Fiasco, so I was listening to a bit of him as well. My sister was just into a lot of hip hop, so like growing up, I I was exposed to just great music because her taste was just fire. Like my music, sorry, my sister's music taste was super fire. So then just hanging out with her, my taste became fire because she just knew all the good shit, basically.
0: Damn! Shout out to your sister.
1: Another band she put me on, to, you know the used.
0: No, dude, you're giving the us some, some crazy gems right now. No. Uh,
1: all right, and like Fallout Boy. That's like one yeah, know, yeah, we all now, know Fallout. Now, now we're
0: talking. Now we're talking.
1: All right, yeah, <laughs> Fallout Boy, super dope. <laughs> um so
0: so you started writing poetry. You start listening to hip hop via your sister. When did you start taking it's seriously, though, when were you like, oh shit, I think I could probably make some music?
1: Fantastic story arc plot point connection. All <laughs> right, so uh, years later, I'm 14 and I start getting into freestyle battles at school. And then I realize, wow, like I can freestyle. I love this and I want to do this because I love it. And I started writing raps and I started just writing about whatever the fuck I wanted to. And it helped me get a lot of shit off my chest and it helped me get all my like anger out. So I kind of used it as like my outlet for a little bit for just anger management and just to make sure I had something to focus all my focus, all of my like, I don't know. It's, all of like the bad shit, it was my outlet. Like for some people, it's like lifting weights or like, I don't know, meditation. Like right. for me, it was just writing raps and it would just get it all out there. And so it really just helped me emotionally. I would just write about what was in my life. Like if there was a situation in my life that was like pissing me off, like with some friends or with a girl, I would literally just write verses about it about like the literal events that took place in my life. And I think from a young age, like why people I knew liked what I was doing is because they felt the authenticity in it because I would literally mainly tell stories from like shit that was like actually happening or shit that actually happened to me. So people would be like, damn, like this means a lot to him. This is cool. And now like I'm way older and I kind of just have the same the same thing. Like I just try to take what really happens or really happened to me and convert it into song. So it's palatable but still like genuine to me type shit.
0: That's I, I... So far, you're doing great because that segues perfectly into something that I wanted to ask you, which is like it it seems to me like making music is like a version of therapy for you. I think a lot of your songs, we see you working through emotions and like using these songs as a vehicle to to release them. So so that is like a fair analysis then.
1: That's what metal was for me, like before any genre, like I would just listen to it. And it felt like I was just getting it all out there. Mm -hmm. Like all those really heavy and rap kind of has the same energy really, because it's really just taking everything you felt and just getting it all out there and not giving a fuck what anybody has to say. That's really what it's about. And so, yeah, most of my songs just have that type of energy because I'm literally expressing what I feel taking place when I felt it. And, like, what I felt in that month all, like, encapsulated in the song. Is Is
0: it hard sometimes to, like, to figure out how to, like, wrap that all up into one singular idea?
1: Yeah, it can be hard sometimes.
0: Yeah, I got to imagine sure. like because because emotions obviously are, you know, they're not simple. It's very complex. And like using using music as like the vehicle to get it all out. I, there's like a certain like uh, degree of like translation, I feel like from like your brain to to the music. But I got to imagine if you've been doing this so long with these songs that your your blades kind of been sharpened by by doing this for so for so long.
1: It's sharpened but for a while I really misplaced the blade and I didn't know where to find it. So <laughs> I probably misplaced that blade for years and then I just picked it up again within the past year. That's why like everything I'm doing has spiked and why like people just like my stuff more now is because I think I, I lost who I was for a while and then I, I refound it because I just surrounded myself with the right people mm-hmm. that's really that's really what did it and just life I guess brought it back out of me but yeah like in my opinion everybody's capable you just gotta like remember what your strengths are and really hone in on the strengths because mm-hmm. some people really have it just don't don't get distracted and let other shit take that from you.
0: Yeah, I saw a clip the other day. The good old Instagram Explore page hit me, with, hit me with some knowledge. It was like a Nipsey Hussle interview where he talks about, like, the only difference between me and somebody else who's watching this is that I didn't quit. I went through every emotion. That's why I call it the marathon. The future I... said
1: the same thing. Yeah. That... He said, the reason why I'm here is because I never gave up. He didn't give up. Like, And it really shows, you know, a lot of people – A lot of people like life, life has this funny way of discouraging even the most confident people. Mm -hmm. And you could be like a God and still be, still have that moment that knocks the wind out of you. And it's it's about after that moment knocks the wind out of you and drains you of all your happiness. Are you going to get back up and keep going? Or are you going to say that failure is permanent? And, I've had that moment probably, it feels like a hundred times. And yeah. it's just like, I feel like everything I ever did was a mistake. I feel like i make more mistakes than anybody, but I just, I can't stop. I have to keep going. I have to see this through. Like, I'm not going to stop. It's, I've really put in too much. I've like, I've just put in too much blood, sweat and tears for this to be over. So it's not going to be over.
0: No cap. No fucking cap. Um, so by the time this interview is out, your song Frostbitten will uh be out everywhere. We'll be at a million. <laughs> it's a, yeah, a million views in, a, we go, in a we weekend. We manifesting right now. Um yeah. talk to me a little bit about that song. Uh it, it Kind of my analysis of it is that it's it's kind of like a look into some mental health struggles from like past trauma and how that affects you going forward. So talk to me a little bit about that song and what you were. What emotions were you trying to transport through that
1: song? Just feeling like I let down everyone and feeling like I just just the weight of insecurities. Hmm just how it feels when your insecurities make you feel like you can't go out and do shit. Like I wrote the chorus in like 2018 winter time. I was like writing over, over some YouTube beat, like an X type beat. And I was just writing about how, like, sometimes I get moods in like the winter time where I start to hate myself and feel uncomfortable with like myself physically or myself emotionally or mentally. And it it makes me, it makes me just not want to just commit to things. And it makes me just not want to like believe in myself and my capabilities. And so I just was like, I was writing more from that perspective with the chorus. And then it carried over into the verse really well, because the verse kind of opens up more of like a specific story about that, where I'm kind of talking about like, I guess, family shit. And uh, and I guess just in general, kind of feeling like you're on the edge. Like life's been pushing you so hard and you feel like you're on the edge because you're just tired of feeling like a disappointment. So like something's got to give. Either like I'm going to break through and be great or I'm <laughs> going to kill myself or like so somewhere in between. I don't know. But yeah, like.
0: Both, both sides kind of the of spectrum, but more. at least you feel something. It's like that
1: kind of. That kind of vibe, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I just happened to record this shit at the perfect time with the perfect person. And it it the, the the alignment for like just the day I recorded it, it was perfect. And I almost did something completely different for the verse too. And then I was like, nah, I'm gonna do this. And then I just put layers on it put some double, put some vocal layers, and I was like, yeah, I like the way it sounds. And then we were like, damn, bro. Well,
0: talk to me a little bit about the video shoot. This kind of goes for you too as well, Tanner. I, I personally yeah, didn't have the pleasure of being there in LA, but I'm just curious what y- y'all run me through, and
2: John too, but you're not mic'd up. But but just run me through yeah. that day. Like, what did you all do? Uh shit. Well, first of all, like Ethan, the whole shoot, like it was like a last second thing because like we were yeah. going to LA and yeah. we had, we had a shoot fall through and I was just like, you know, like I'll just put on our story. Like we need to, we need to get another shoot in to make this trip like worth, worth our time.
1: Oh, I was all over it. Man. Yeah,
2: you were. You were the first. <laughs> you're the first one to hit us. So I was just. I we we I want... think
1: Matt hit you first, though, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. But... His
2: manager hit me first because he t- he told me like ev- like even before Mirage, like we were trying to get a video with you to where you come out to Cincinnati or something, but something just. I mean... You
1: know why it didn't happen? Because my shit wasn't organized, and I would plan the rollout for the song last minute, like literally after I dropped the song, whereas rollout should be planned before a song so you can get the video ahead of time. Yeah, I was unorganized because pandemic had me all fucked up mm, yeah. and I didn't know what to do with my songs anymore. I dropped Vertigo and I was like, oh, the song's out. Now I need a video where in reality it's better for you to like do a video beforehand. And you think that's oblivious, but sorry, you think that's obvious but I was oblivious to the fact that it was obvious because my head was just in a million <laughs> different clouds. And that's part of the reason why I fucking hated myself for so long because like, damn, I'm doing everything wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but hey, yeah, yeah, I hey,
1: hate hey, he spit some <laughs> bars
0: right there. He said, I, it, it's supposed to be obvious, but I was oblivious To the fact that it was obvious It was supposed to be obvious, it but was it was
1: oblivious <laughs> and Now I'm an idiot I'm an idiot because of some pretty shit. I'm pretty sick
0: uh, uh, Jamie, pull up an Eminem type beat real
2: quick uh, okay. Please, please.
1: Uh, I'm gonna fight Eminem yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ethan Ross versus Eminem. Ethan Ross versus night.
0: Eminem. Let's go, <laughs> Marshall. If you're fuck listening, out. fucking, we could get it all set up for you, bro. <laughs> um, okay, so so you put it on the, on the Soul Serum story, yeah, and Ethan then replied. So you all, have, but we've been trying to work together,
2: yeah. Ever, ever like. since like we we drop with Mirage, yeah, he wanted to. We, we wanted to get something together and just and this was just like the perfect time because mm-hmm. he was out in la and we were coming out there and we were just like all right yeah send some music through i think origin-
1: Fun fact fun fact when i messaged you the response to that instagram story when i sent you that dm i was in new jersey
2: oh for real oh damn
1: <laughs> yeah and i i knew i was gonna come back to la but i wanted to come back I Wanted to do the video so bad, I was willing to go back just to do the video. That's really the main reason why I came back, to be fire.
2: honest. And we got it done very fire. Um, but yeah, we, yeah. Went, we went out to LA. Um, it was kind of like a running gun shoot, yeah. It was kind of, yeah, it was running gun. The shoot was like very uh sporadic, and like we went to the train station. And as like, soon as we got there, um, the, the dude on the intercom said. You cannot be filming. He, I forget exactly what he said, like but no professional photography. No professional photography can be about. He's like he. Pr- 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 pretty was, much saying that we had to go, so like he we. we it. He saw on the, us on the security camera, or whatever. So we kind of just like went to the side for a little bit, and, and we just like all he just really like, blocked. We, like, we all just we all just we all just decide. We we had to make up our mind. Like, do we want to keep shooting here? Or do we want to like? So we we just made up our mind. Like, all right, we're gonna get like quick shots, like, right in front of the train. They're going to hop on the train, go to the next city, film on the train, get off the train, and then get back on and come back to where we were. I love that. And yeah, it was really, like like I like whenever those moments happen on set like I'm just like fuck fuck like i just like like I'm just like god damn it it like, could
0: all turn like, really quick yeah it oh, could turn yeah. like I,
2: I but I'm not the one shooting and then like Noah and John are just like nah bro, we're, we're doing this like we're going it done like they'd rather get arrested and like do the shoot and get arrested than like not get the shoot done you my know what I mean guys. so that's why it's great having those types of people that are actually shooting you know what yeah. I mean but like I kind of just like went to the side and I was just like you know what like I'm gonna get my car I'll meet you guys at the at the next station because they had to hop up, they had to pay for the shit and like hop on the train and go to the next one. Yeah. I wouldn't try to pay and get on the train. So shit, it was like some real running gun shit. Like it was, we went, we did, we did the train station. That was the sketchiest part because they went through like a really like. They be- got stuck on the. First one. Oh yeah, they did get stuck on the fucking train. Before- Oh
0: no! Yeah. Yeah. Oh damn! Wait. So just Noah and Ethan got on the wrong.
2: Noah, Ethan, and Fiki. Oh my (laughs) god! (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of shit just happened. That's what happens when you do a fucking run and gun. And no, that that sounds like. And then we and then we ended up getting some like really cool shots, like above the or overlooking the city in this like really nice fucking part of the hills. I forget what part of. Mulholland Drive, Drive, yeah. Shout out David Lynch, and that's that's the scene where you see the fucking the orange planet, and yeah, the shooting star and shit. My uh
0: my personal favorite shot in the video is like I think it's like maybe like three fourths of the way through. It's when Ethan's like walking away from the train tracks and the, the things come up oh, yeah. and the lights turn off. I was like that too. That's
2: that, that, was that crazy. took that, was crazy. That, that, that took us a couple of times because like the shit would only go up or the the um when the tr- we had to time it to when the train was coming by and the train would come by like every like seven to like 15 minutes type mm-hmm. shit so like we did it like two or three times we had to time it up like perfectly yeah. but yeah that turned out really fire. my favorite shot is when which i didn't i will i don't even think i was there to see this shot but it was like when uh you see like uh ethan's reflection in the train uh window and uh-huh. he's kind of just like like belting out singing type shit like I, yes. I that that part felt like very like like parallel to like what the song like feels mm-hmm. like kind of just like, yeah. like reflecting like a, a reflection of yourself like you're looking at yourself and you're just kind of just like it's just you and your thoughts and just I don't know that 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 felt precisely. like yeah yeah that felt like like the epitome of, of what the song like means but
1: precisely what
0: what was your favorite shot since me and tanner shared our favorite shots what's your favorite shot in the video
1: I really, really like the part where you see, like... Is there, like, a burning sun? It's the sun, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I, I mean, John said it's a planet. Like, he just... He, it's a planet? Yeah, like, he just made it up. Like, he, he created that.
1: That was my favorite part.
2: The, the planet? that
1: that shit... Yeah, it just tripped me out a little bit. Like, it made me feel like, oh, my God. Like, this video... That, that made the video, like, have more i don't know it made me feel yeah it just made me feel <laughs> i don't know how to that's good it. no no it made me feel something
0: that's uh yeah. th- i love that it made me feel period that's it that's yeah, like you know, all you have to say i know exactly I don't know how what to you explain mean it. i
1: don't know what it made me feel but it made me feel like oh my god like this video is like it's like a video like this is serious <laughs> like 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 this shit is crazy
0: um, I have a question. It's uh, I'm just like genuinely curious. How did you find out about soul serum? Because I don't really like know how people find out about us. Sometimes I just like it just happens. You know, how, how did you find so- out?
1: The first time I heard his soul serum was Babyface because I've been following him for a long time.
0: New Jersey, shout out Babyface. Uh he was like episode number like 4 yeah, was of early. the podcast actually. Damn, that's
2: weird. He Babyface was number 4, Ethan's number 40. <sighs> <laughs>
1: 40 that's crazy. it was around
2: it was yeah. around like this time last year i think it was i mean maybe a couple more months i think it it had to have been like september or october or something yeah like that.
0: yeah it was like fall that's time crazy.
1: yeah it's I crazy it's that been that long crazy.
2: already
0: i know dude i can't believe that we're already episode. anywho anywho um so yeah so through babyface is how you found out about tulsium
1: yeah, but I would have found out because Soul Serum works with a whole bunch of artists I know besides Babyface. So even if Face didn't do the video, I still would have heard of you guys Yeah.
0: That's kind of what happened. You you've collabed with like a couple or at least or, uh, interact with like a couple of artists that we've worked with.
1: I've made a bunch of songs with Babyface, none of them have come out yet though.
0: <laughs> you also have a song with Killbunk, right?
1: I have two songs with Killbunk. I knew him like not way way back but like 2019 so Far. before this era
0: man we still got to get him on the on the podcast i remember yeah, when we shot with him i was like i was like yeah bro like i was explaining to him the podcast and i was like yeah bro you could, like hop on a zoom call and we could do it and he was like man fuck that we're doing it in person <laughs> i was <laughs> like yeah all right sick let's do
1: it punk that's mad that impression
0: is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Kill Bug if you're listening. I don't mean to offend, but you kinda of talk like Nah, he's cool. <laughs> my guy. What's up everybody? It is Clay Bonin. I am joined by the co-host Tanner Mavis. We here at the Soul Serum Podcast are excited to announce that we are supported by Manscaped. And you know what? Summer is coming. And are you all ready for summer? Are you ready to have a hot boy summer? Be one of the two million hot boys worldwide that trust Manscaped with their below-the-belt grooming. They just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0, which you already know we are big fans of. But it also includes the Weed Whacker, which is the ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and the Crop Reviver Toner, the Boxer Briefs that me and Tanner are both wearing right now, as a matter of fact and a travel bag to hold all of the goodies. Uh, now, Tanner, are you planning on going to any sort of beach, any sort of water-centered vacation? I am years?
2: going to the beach again. You're going to the beach again? With, with my girlfriend's family, yes.
0: Damn, so you went with your family, and she went with you, and then you're gonna go with yes. her family.
2: sounds like I need to... to to upgrade my tools,
0: yeah. All I'm saying, man, is that if you want to get your beach bod looking right and you want to look good in that Speedo that I'm sure
2: you're a big fan of, yeah, wearing, my American flag Speedo, American
0: flag Speedo, we support the American flag Speedo, uh, then you might want to look into getting the Performance Package 4.0. It has all the great things that I just mentioned in there, and of course, it has our favorite, the lawnmower 4.0. Now, You know, we know that the lawnmower 4.0 is girlfriend approved. Is it girlfriend family approved? You know, I don't know. But you might be able to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you all want to help support the podcast and you want to get your summer confidence unlocked, do it the right way. Do it with Manscaped. Go on manscaped.com to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with our promo code soul serum pod. That's right. You heard me. 20% off and free shipping worldwide with our code Soul Serum Pod on manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Now back to the podcast. So I have to ask, uh, yes. you only have like a few small EPs out on streaming platforms. And I know that like that's going to change. OK, OK. So like nowadays with the way that people consume music, it's not like the most necessary to have an album but I, or like a larger project. But I feel like. In a traditional sense, it is. So I guess you you have answered one of my questions. Are we getting a longer project? Um, but what is that? Can you can you just tell us about it? You don't have to give us the whole the whole thing, but like let us in a little bit on what you're thinking.
1: Shit, like what am I thinking? The project is gonna be.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
1: in that. a very general sense. What's it What's
0: it
2: gonna sound like?
1: It's, it's going to sound like some crazy shit. Like, are you
2: working on a project?
1: Uh, Kind of. I think it's happening unintentionally to okay. be a project because mm. I just made like three songs I think are really, really good and they all kind of sound alike. So Word. they kind of go cohesively because like the shit I've been doing lately is just kind of like a pivot from my older stuff where like, it's a little bit more rock leaning and I'm excited mm. about it. Mm.
0: Yeah. Man, well now is the fucking time to do it with uh we've talked about it many times on this show, but just yeah, like the just the ability yeah. of like genre blending in the hip hop space.
1: Yeah. The thing is when I when I wanted to do it, which I always wanted to do it. I didn't want it to come off as like, oh yeah, he he's like doing it because MGK did it, and I love MGK. It's like, I feel like everybody everybody's doing it for their own reasons, type shit. But MGK really made a statement. He came out and he's like, yo, this is, this is lit, and everybody's like, oh shit, like we like MGK, this is dope, <laughs> and like I love MGK for real. So I think I think what he did is super fire. Exactly.
0: Yeah, honestly, I guess I haven't really thought about it until now, but like yeah. ever since that album, there has been a lot More. of oh, yeah. this kind of pop punkish sort of sort of yeah. influence. I feel like I
2: feel like a lot of kids like like Ethan that grew up on rock or metal or whatever type of rock rock you were listening to growing up, like a lot of kids that were growing up and that were making hip hop. As musicians, but there's a big part of them that wants to do this rock thing, but it wasn't actually yeah. like, it wasn't like really like accepted all the way to go straight rock. Mm-hmm. It, or, you know what I mean? No, Going, yeah. like shifting to that point. It's weird that MGK was the one to fucking break <laughs> break that out, but it happened. Cleveland. Um, but I don't know. Like there there was some other artists that dabbled.
0: i mean i mean peep little
2: peep bro like x
0: and peep a lot of peep
2: shit was rock but it it had a lot of hip-hop like shit in it though Well,
0: i mean even somebody like adjacent like willow smith her like last single that she put out is just like a pop punk song yeah like it's just like what it is yeah willow smith
2: very fire too um but yeah like that it's making a comeback it's crazy like like a, a new a new like era of like rock music. Yeah. And it's cause
0: rock music had a real shit time from like, like early two thousands up until very recently. Like rock music was really, really, I was just on vacation
2: and my my dad's favorite band is Rush, I've told you that a couple of times, uh-huh. and the guitarist for Rush, Alex Lifeson, uh, he was in an interview, he said, or somebody asked him like, who he's listening to lately, and he, he said he's excited about this band called Greta Van Fleet, and my dad is just like all over it now, just because Alex Lifeson told him when we listened to it, I'm just like, this, these dudes just sound like Led Zeppelin. Dude. They literally Greta Van Fleet Sounds exactly like
0: Led Zeppelin And when they're asked about it In interviews The dude's like No What are you What are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) No we don't sound like I'm like Yo man Like I just want to Talk to this dude And be like Look it's Like it's fine You are allowed To do that But can you not At least be like you know, yeah, like we take some inspiration from Led Zeppelin. Like, I don't don't say that you sound exactly like Led Zeppelin, but like, you know, like ah, uh, Robert Plant's a great singer. You yeah. know, we love the the old kind of metal. R- like, I, I just yeah. I don't know. I think it is that whole Greta Van Fleet thing is fucking insane to me. That they deny. That is
1: crazy.
0: Do you have you do you know who I'm talking about? Like,
1: do you, have you heard of Greta Van Fleet? No, I'm very familiar with Led Zeppelin, but If you
0: listen to a single Greta Van Fleet song, I'm sure you could pick any one. You're going to be like, wow, these guys sound like Led Zeppelin. Um,
2: The comments on YouTube are are hilarious when I was going through them. (laughs) The YouTube comments I bet they're
0: funny.
2: (laughs) I was going through them. I forget. Somebody said like his mom was probably a robert plant groupie or something like that <laughs> or like
0: <laughs> the youtube comment section is simultaneously the
2: best and worst place oh, on yeah. the internet it's crazy it's it's great if you're not involved like if you're just a fan or i yeah. mean if you're it's, just
1: it's hilarious if you're
2: just like objectively there just observing whatever this this piece of content is but if you yeah. have a fucking if you have like any ties yeah any any (laughs) ties to anything or biases or yeah it could be good or bad (laughs) we kind of got
1: off track there i'm sorry
0: ever do you ever read comments either do you ever like look at some of the shit on on what you post
1: yeah on youtube it's mainly positive but where it's gotten a little bit haywire is tiktok for sure
2: yes absolutely tiktok fucking people are just ruthless bro like yeah. I, not not people. It, the kids on there. Obviously, it's mostly kids.
1: They they're it's some grown they're, men. They're growing up. It's a lot of grown men. You think it's grown men? It's it depends on the content. Like for a lot of the stuff I posted, it was a decent amount of grown men, like okay. way older than me, like saying some like saying some shit as if if they saw me in person they would do something. And yeah, so like yeah yeah yeah. yeah there were certain times where I clapped back and I would say some shit, but now I'm at the point where it's just like, I don't even want to clap back at people in general. Like even it, if bro. it's like, yeah. Cause even if it's a grown man commenting on your video and you feel like he's being a bitch, just like, let him be like, it's yeah, not worth the response. Right. Cause even if right. you
2: do clap back, like afterwards, you're just going to be thinking about your response the whole day and you just still feel like shit afterwards. Not so worth you might, it. You might not as well just it. like take that negative energy, like, Digest it and then fucking transmute it into something positive and move on.
1: I yes, I learned my lesson from hate comments by making the mistake of replying to them. Unfortunately, yeah. so it's just I've, like I've done that.
2: Yeah. John gets on yeah. on me for fucking replying in the comments on YouTube because I just fucking love what we do and I'm just so like fucking like I'm so. You're not going to let nobody talk shit about Yeah, I don't want anybody something. talking shit about what I'm yeah. doing, what we're yeah. doing. Like I'm just so like defensive about like what we got going on cuz I know what we're doing is special. Like to just call us a fucking knockoff lyrical lemonade, like we're like we're doing something like the business model is similar, obviously. And I can, uh, I can yeah. see where you can make a connection with the logo, but like we're building our own community. The artists that we're working with are completely different than the Lemonade artists. Yeah, like the branding and and all the colors and everything that we're doing different. is is different. Like it's a di- like it we're the we're it's like the rappers like it's like there was Young Thug and then like Lil Key Gunna Lil Baby like we're like a derivative of like. What they what they like paved the way for, but we're doing it in our own way, and just for way just to see if they one. They want to
1: call you a knockoff. That means they also got to call all the other video channels knockoffs yeah, too, because facts. all of you guys are doing stuff for the music people right now. So. Mm-hmm. If all of you guys are knockoffs, then yeah. I guess it's a good thing. And who's to say,
2: who's to use? say Lurk Lemonade is the only platform that gets to make music videos, like literally exactly. to build a channel. Like why are they the only everybody, ones? People everybody. suck off Cole. Like I did at they one do. point and I, I love Cole yeah. Bennett. Like he's been an inspiration <laughs> to me, but like people just really, really like kids look up to him and just like, like really dick ride that dude.
1: They really do.
0: Cole Bennett, come on the show, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'd love to talk to you.
1: <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah. no,
0: I do. I do totally feel. Yo, if if anybody is in our comments calling us a knockoff, lyrical lemonade, I'm, you better be in the overcast comments. You better be in the hive mind comments. You better be in fucking yeah. rotten collective comments. You better be in all those motherfucking comments
2: calling people yeah. Knockoff. But in a yeah. sense, it's like if you're if you're gonna like even put us next to the name like lyrical lemonade and like make that connection. Like, it is kind of a, like, I mean, it's, I see, I see it as a positive, because, yes. like, if there, if there, if there wasn't a little like, before us, like, maybe, like, a, a casual fan wouldn't understand, like, what we're trying to do, you know what I mean? Like, at least, like, yeah. they, they can see, like, oh, okay, like, they're trying to build a channel just like they did, but just, like, for mm-hmm. a new generation. Totally.
1: Um, I actually get excited when people call me a knockoff Ian Dior and stuff like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing. Like, it's the same thing. Like when because someone, I love when someone like hears artist. Yeah, when someone hears so, like a certain like a certain sound, like they try to familiarize it with something that they already know. So it's like when they hear Ethan Ross, they're quick to compare you to Ian Dior, or like poor Stacy or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Which I actually like because I get compared to successful artists. So. i'd say yeah same for us i'd say
2: lyrical edit is pretty fucking successful they're doing
1: pretty good sounds like sounds like success to me i mean because to a lot of artists i even listen to they get hate comments in the youtube with with dudes saying stuff like yo mom do we have so-and-so at home (laughs) like or she said mom can we get so-and-so at the store she said no we have them at home Them at home: colon, and that's the person. So, like, if somebody, if somebody was like, "Yo, can we have Ed Sheeran?" Like, no, we have Ed Sheeran at home, and I was Ed Sheeran at home. I would actually really like that. That's funny. I was hilarious. God, I really want Ed Sheeran comparisons because I feel like he's just dumb talented and like absolutely he is i want us to have like a redhead bond where we get to like (laughs) work together have a business maybe friendship i don't know but like nah,
2: redheads you gotta you gotta gotta develop a lazy eye like ed sheeran
1: I didn't
2: realize he had one. Does Ed Sheeran have a lazy eye? Dude, I'm pretty sure. Have you not seen pictures of him? Like one eye is like looking like that way. Have you not seen? (laughs) No. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe it was like one picture, but like I think. I I never noticed. Because whenever I see pictures of him, like it kind of looks freaky. I got to see. I'm I'm just curious. I did not notice. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, not that that yeah, that looks a little lazy. I'm not gonna lie, that looks a little lazy. It just looks weird. Looks like they're pointing like (laughs) opposite directions. Ed Sheeran, come on the show too, man. We'd love to talk to you. (laughs) I kind of, I kind of like, and you know, this is coming from somebody who like does not put themselves out there all the time, but like on some of our TikToks that like have done numbers, like the. When people roast me in the comments. I, I don't want to necessarily say I like it. But it does kind of. like I'm happy to see people are at least so disgusted with me. That they're like. Yeah. I hate this fucking dude in the blue sweater so much. Yeah. That I'm about to comment on this video like, right now.
1: That just means you have like. When you have a strong personality, you stick out, and sometimes people don't know how to respond to it. So it will be like, "Yeah, I don't like him. I don't know why I don't like him, but I just don't like."
2: And him. kids are just fighting for the the most liked comment. So if you say, say the craziest shit, especially TikTok comments, you can get a hundred k plus likes on a comment. If you yeah. if you say TikTok something comments wild,
1: are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's just and. Uh, back to my what I was gonna say about TikTok is like these kids that are growing up on TikTok and especially like pandemic and just everything's way more digital than even when we were growing up. Like, mm-hmm. like these kids can say whatever the fuck they want without consequences of getting punched in the face. You know what I mean? Like they can they can just so easily just like type whatever the fuck they want and have yeah. no consequences because of just sitting in their room, fucking on their PC, Discord, just fucking chilling beating their dicks all day like doing nothing <laughs> it's facts though bro yeah y'all y'all ever been punched in the face i mean never. like i mean
1: yeah. like
0: legitimately like fist to the face never i've, I've never had a solid one land on me I've,
1: I've been punched in the face but it was not like something that would have knocked me out i see
0: i see yeah i yeah. think i've been punched in the face while i'm like in scuffles But nobody's ever just fucking like really landed one on me. I also don't run my mouth all that much to people. Me
1: neither,
2: yeah. I've never put myself in a situation to like get in a fight before.
0: I got in a fight in uh in the middle of a dodgeball game in elementary school. It was one of the two referrals I got in elementary school. Damn. This kid stepped over the line and he tried to fucking say that he didn't step over the line and I had a little bit of a temper, possibly, at a younger age and I just like got real fucking mad at this kid Damn. and beamed a ball at him and then he came up to me and we started scuffling and scuffling. The motherfucking Cole Lancaster, if you are watching this podcast, you stepped over the fucking line and
1: dodgeball And that you know day. it Okay And he'll pay for it
0: And you'll You'll pay for <laughs> you'll it You'll rue this day
1: <laughs> He'll pay for it
0: Um. Anywho <laughs> Enough Enough about uh, Getting punched in the face As we put The uh, The global pandemic In the rear view What are your plans For For live shows Didn't you You perf- Did you perform one This year already I feel like I remember Seeing that
1: Um, I like performed, but I wouldn't say it was like an Ethan Ross show or just, I showed up to an event. I just so happens to be able to have a microphone in my hands and I just kind of had fun, you know, it was really like in New York and New Jersey, there's a lot of events where you can kind of just go hang out and like vibe, step up and spit when you're ready like it's like jam sessions really cool but um you know that there's like a purity to that where you go and there's like no expectations everybody's there to have fun and enjoy themselves and be present whereas for a show like an actual show for artists where like they have to have a set like it's a lot more it's a lot more business preparation yeah preparation business centered but still like the way I look at it is when I go on stage, even if I have a prepared set, it has to be fun. Like I have to go on stage and be able to black the fuck out and just go as crazy as I want or else I'm not even going to enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, the first official show I'm playing is August 5th in Jersey, which is really cool. I'm excited for that. Okay. I'm having two of my friends on stage with me. One of them is going to play piano and one of them is going to play guitar. So wow. we're going to do a few. Cool- Yeah, we're gonna do a few acoustic songs to like make it a little intimate, and then of course, I'll just like perform over my backing track and just turn up because I don't care about the vocals being in the background. I really don't care when I'm signed and when I'm in like a situation with a higher budget, I'll have like a super well thought out set and everything. But for now, I'm just gonna do what I do, have fun doing it make sure everybody else in the room is having fun too, because what's life if you're not doing that.
0: True. That is the whole point of live music. So if you do, if like when you get signed and your, uh, label person's like, Hey man, here is, here's $20,000. Here's $20,000 for this show, just for the budget to set it up. What are you going to do?
1: I want to, I want to, I want to go crazy. I wanted. Sorry, I'm like a bunch of things. A bunch of external things are happening right now. Hold on. All good. All good.
0: Take your time. External,
1: not internal. External. All right. Um. Yeah, I just I just want to go crazy. Like I want like I want like a cow on stage. (laughs) (laughs) A live cow. Yeah, I want like. Snow.
0: <laughs> okay, lot, I don't I don't like, know about the live cow. We can definitely make snow happen for sure though. For sure.
1: Or like a robot a robot cow would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> or like a robot donkey, so I can make it like Shrek themes. I don't know. <laughs> Cause this one dude I'm cool with was at like some weird mall in Southern California or someplace where they had like there was a robotic donkey for no reason. I was like, I was like, bro, what movie is this? He was in a public place with a robot donkey. I literally was like, bro, what movie is this? And he's like, and he's like, this is Shrek 9, the Return of the Terminator. And I was like, I thought that shit was so funny.
0: So it is going to be the Ethan Ross Shrek Terminator tour coming to a city near you. Who would not come to see that?
1: That shit would be crazy. Who would crazy. not come to see that, bro? I like oh to think God. that
0: like the guy who plays Shrek is gonna be a dude who's like not really into it. He's like he's smoking cigarettes backstage. When do I come out? What? Uh, get out of my swamp, fucking whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>!
1: <laughs> Probably,
2: <laughs> bro. I remember when, bro. when we were out in LA, when we were just kicking it, hanging out at the Airbnb. This this kid just. He would be say he would he would just ramble on, be just saying nonsense the whole entire time and I would just we were all just crying laughing, just like whenever Ethan was there, just like he'd be saying the most random shit and I'd just be dying <laughs> laughing. And I'm having it just made me remember it because I'm having that same feeling right now.
1: <laughs> I don't even remember what it was that I said. I don't remember one detail.
2: Like <laughs> I just remember me, Trip and Fiki were on the couch just fried, just crying. Like literally like I was in tears. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was I was definitely laughing really I'm hard in tears right
2: now, true. bro. That shit was fucking funny. I bet if you don't have the fucking Ethan Ross Shrek terminator tour, like I'm gonna be <laughs> r- upset. We might need like, to at least some- Soul Serum's gonna sponsor that shit, bro. <laughs> yes.
0: When <laughs> yes. when when we do another video with Ethan, <laughs> we'll have to John just start making some animations now, man. We're gonna need some robot <laughs> Shrek robot donkey vibes. <laughs> bro, we should have had that
2: in the fucking video, bro. Why do not you tell us this before? It's instead of the planet like a, in the like, like a planet you see like a shrek terminator thing just floating in the mid air and like fucking you get hawked up by a shrek terminator UFO at the end of the video and you're just gone.
1: <laughs> oh my god. That's like I feel like that's like it reminds me of when the comic books with like trade universes like <laughs> like fucking like Deadpool. Deadpool would meet Jason Voorhees for no reason. Deadpool has to fight Jason Voorhees for, for no reason. Just like, imagine like the- a
2: serious video, like the song is so like vulnerable and serious and like you get to the very end, like the last like 10 seconds, Ethan gets just hopped up up by a Shrek Terminator UFO and he's just gone. And you're just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs>
0: You're coming with me on my spaceship? (laughs) If you want to live. (laughs) If you want to live, come with me.
1: Um, If you want to live.
2: Oh, man.
1: Oh, Christ. That's literally a hack, like, to make interesting sets. Even now, with, like, close to no budget for my shows, the way I can make my shows more interesting is to just completely... Bite the plot of a random movie and just act out like I'm one of the characters and then just have it be completely random and not make sense. Ethan
0: Ross, the Fast and the Furious 11 tour. (laughs) It's all about family.
1: that's literally what Damp State is. If you know what Damp State. Oh
0: no, I actually. Hey man, great segue. Because I wanted to ask you about Damp State. I listened to the song. uh, What What was it? uh, Don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck about you. I forget now. But I promise I listened to it. it. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about that. What's What's so? You all are a band.
1: Yeah, we're a band. And um, our thing is that it's basically just it's basically just dry humor, but it ended up being really serious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: kind of missed the boat on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we we were having the, the guy who produced Frostbitten Sensu had me over his house and we were having like a writing session or whatever. It turned into a jam session and then it turned into a band Because we all made the song together. And Sensu was like, yo, like, are you taking this for yourself? Or are we doing this? I'm like, no, let's do it as a group. Let's collab on it. So me, Dolo Tonight, Neanderthal, Rokapara, and Sensu came together. At first, we were like, you know, like, this is a cool song. Maybe we'll drop it. Whatever. They came up with the band name. And then they're like, yo, let's do... A western-themed music video in the desert, and I was like, "I don't know if this is gonna happen." Then it happened, and it was like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it was like
0: I watched the trailer. I was hoping for the for the whole video, but, but you'll see know. the
1: whole video, and the whole video is bonkers. It's literally a western. Movie. You,
0: where are you all at? I have it pulled up right now. Me and Tanner are looking is that at. It. In L.A.? Where, where the fuck are you all?
1: That was right outside of L.A. That was like forty-five minutes to an hour outside of the city. Wow.
0: They just have like a like a western set just built for Bro, they have sets everywhere. I mean, LA. yeah, that makes like, sense. Yeah, makes they sense literally
1: sense. have sets everywhere. Damn, wait, like. hold
0: on, look at Ethan with the with the big with the big iron. <laughs> with the big iron. <laughs> That's what I'm
1: saying. Like like I was a cowboy, still a cowboy. For some reason, like hella girls I knew, like, thought it was really hot and I don't know why. I was like since when are you guys into this, dude? Cowboys are in right now. I don't know why. I didn't. I don't know why either. But I, I'm a cowboy now. So
0: <laughs> no, the I I really like. I I really enjoyed the song, but the video I feel like is going to uh, like elevate it
2: though. Just video even from is the going trailer, to go
1: absolutely bonkers. The video is going to be ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and yo, When's the video come out?
1: <clears throat> probably like two to three weeks. We're hoping for the end of July. And then when the video comes out, we're just going to go crazy and just go crazy. Go crazier.
2: Moral of the story really? is just Ethan Ross is just going crazy. He's going crazy.
1: I'm just going crazy. Like, am I an actor? Am I Shrek? Am I the Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> Are you Ethan Ross? We don't even know. I'm just Ethan. Everybody else is
0: who they are oh um, okay um, i have one random question before we get out of that? here and start wrapping it up um can you speak russian
1: a little bit but whenever i do it people who actually understand it say i'm doing it wrong so i don't know if i'm actually doing mm-hmm. it right
0: i see i see because i was when i was watching one of the interviews for for this you like glossed over it for a second but your parents were originally born in the ussr and then you're the first generation born here in the united states
1: yeah it's pretty crazy i don't think about that all the time but yeah
0: that's we're, dope did they speak russian like was that like the first language in your house or did they like yeah try to oh, okay i got you i got you yeah but you're not fluent, they always though.
1: knew english huh i said but you're not fluent though Me, not at all. They definitely are. Yeah. Me, like, I am not even close to fluent in that. Like, I understand it to a degree, but that's even just to a degree. Right. You know what I mean?
2: Right. You know my boy Hasbulla? Who's that? Hasbulla. (laughs) He's like, he's like the little, the little dude on that's like going, that goes viral every day, it feels like from Russia
1: i don't think i know who you're talking about yeah (laughs)
2: he's like the little like fighter dude like (laughs) like they keep
0: making memes about him being in ufc fights house Bula. um i think i know who you're
1: talking about yeah
0: that did that well it's kind of a serious question but like how did that affect your like upbringing though like having your parents because because like people with foreign parents like grow up with a different set of values and beliefs in their house Completely than, different. than people Completely like different. me and Tanner did. So what was that like when you were growing up?
1: It's a little weird. Were they definitely a little
0: weird. Were I also feel like a lot of times uh foreign parents aren't like super supportive of like creative and artistic uh uh, dreams and whatnot—is that so? It's something you've experienced as well.
1: Yeah, it was—it uh, was a process. That's why it was a little weird because me, I was always like very strange and ADD and like super emotional and sensitive, and like nobody knew I was going to come out like that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't come out and be like, "I am a man." Like you feel <laughs> yeah. so like. I am a man like I I never like that's just not the type of person I ever was. So I think just everyone kind of just realizing who I was and me realizing who I was, even more importantly, it was just a process because like I feel like when you're from a place like that, like there's there's less room for understanding. And a lot of people are super depressed over there and it goes untreated and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Like I definitely have like older people in my family, like who, who have had like unaddressed, unaddressed mental things that they just never went to therapy for. And like, now it's crazy. Like going to therapy is like normal and a lot of people do it, but you know, over there it's just not, It's just not really a thing. So when I was younger and I had like all of this chaos going up up here, nobody really knew how to address it, not even me. And like when it just came to talking about anything, I didn't know how to talk about it and I just bottled up everything. It became a really bad habit bottling things up as I grew older, but I think just like music helped me and then eventually like getting the help I needed obviously helps but yeah music music came before the the actual helped it music was really when when i felt like when i felt like the way i was was just wrong i feel like music was there to make me feel like i was right and like help me feel like everything i thought was wrong with me was actually gonna end up helping people and myself so it works out in the end
0: But well, that I think it's a fantastic note to end the interview on Is there anything else you want to speak about Before we wrap it up and get out of here
1: I don't know man
0: (laughs) We went through a lot of emotions (laughs) on this interview We went through a lot of stuff I'm Um, tired. (laughs) As always, I want to remind everybody to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Soul Serum. Follow the TV page at Soul Serum TV. Subscribe to us on YouTube, the main page, the TV page. Patreon, Discord, TikTok. Click click all the fucking links in the bio down below. Watch the Frostbitten video. Watch the Frostbitten video. Ethan Ross, where can they find you on the internet?
1: Instagram at Ross. And everywhere else, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, YouTube, Ethan Ross, think there's a soccer player also named Ethan Ross. So there,
0: there is. I had to sift through a lot of soccer player Ethan Ross stuff doing the the research for this interview. So
1: you get some music, you get some soccer.
0: <laughs> Googled him man. Um, with all of that being oh. said, uh, as always, I'm your host Clay Bonin. I'm your co-host, team Avis.
1: Try host, Ethan Ross.
0: Ooh, a try host. I like that. Try host. Deuces, everybody. We will see All y'all right. next week. Peace.